mom surviving life. Tough questions, real answers, awesome hacks. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Mom Surviving Life. Today, Erica and I are going to have one of my friends joining us, Anthony Godet. We figured we could use a male perspective on the parenting aspect. As always, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to us on. Also, please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash momsurvivinglife and on Instagram at momsurvivinglife, all one word. Welcome, Anthony, and thanks for joining us. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, first off, ladies, thank you so much for uh, for like having me on here. And it's, uh, well, first of all, um, I have three uh kids um their ages are eight four and eight months we have uh quinn she is my oldest she is uh she's a little firecracker she's a little sassy which is <laughs> kind of normal when it comes to a little girl which is okay um then we have ethan he, ethan he is four he has a imagination like no other uh he's always running around he's super loud has no volume button which i guess is kind of normal for a boy <laughs> been there done that and then we have little zoe zoe is uh zoe is eight months old she's cute as ever growing like a weed and just gone and going away she's got her dad down now driving my wife nuts with it but it's been going okay so far so far everybody's good everybody's healthy you know everything going on nowadays with all this covid stuff so we're just trying to keep everybody happy safe and healthy awesome what do you do for work uh i actually i work uh on the line at windsor assembly we were off right now we've been off for a while we got a big part shortage right now so i've been off for probably between six and seven weeks now (laughs) yeah it's hard it's trying you know but uh hopefully we can get something going here and get back running again because everything's looking pretty empty when it comes to all the yards around here so we'll see hopefully we're back soon i'd like to be back to work trust me (laughs) (laughs) and you're married I am married now. Yes. Uh, we're actually on the 21st of this month. We'll be, uh, we'll be five years married flew by. She is a saint of a woman. I am not the easiest husband to deal with. I will tell you that I in and out my show and everything too. So it's got me everywhere between my show and work and like, well, now that we're not playing any sports, but I was doing hockey and baseball and everything in between. And, uh, Steph just honestly she's the glue to our household I could not do any of this without her I will say that flat out (laughs) to be honest she's a saint (laughs) good answer (laughs) (laughs) gotta get the brownie points in yeah I gotta what is your relationship like with your ex is it healthy and if it wasn't how did it become healthy oh that's a great question um at first I will say no it was uh it was bad it was a lot of arguing, a lot of uh, court stuff and everything like that. And uh, it was trying, you know, like sometimes like, especially when it comes to kids, like when it comes to a guy and his kids, and if there's some kind of, if you're mad at one another or whatever, not only are we at it or whatever, but the kids feel it. They, they don't necessarily see it, but they can tell that, you know, something's going on. So what I tried to do my best was trying to keep everything away from, my my like oldest daughter because I didn't want her seeing or, or hearing anything like that so I'll be honest with you at first it was bad we were we were at it really really bad as of late it's uh 
it's pretty good now as of late before she would keep me like minimal minimal whatever the court said i could see her is all she would let me do and that and that and that was it so i obviously tried to get more tried to get more i fought i did all that but it was honestly it was a process like we're like i said before we're okay now well for the most part we're okay now we still have right it's 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 going to happen but uh but other than that for the most part it's okay and everybody's pretty well happy now so we're we're okay so far so i just want to say that steph is the mother to the two youngest and then quinn has a different mom which is yes. the ex we are talking about <laughs> yes yes yeah i probably should have made that a little more clear on my end here that's All that, good. that's my fault i dropped the ball <laughs> how did you deal with the legal battle for custody and parenting <sighs> Very calm, very calm. You have to stay calm. And, uh, and that works for, and that's like her and me. If you get mad or anything like that and everything just, it blows up and you don't want it to blow up. Cause when you blow up, I, to me, I still say when it comes to the courts and everything like that, the only ones who win are the lawyers. I still say that. And I will say, and I will, I would tell anybody this, I would recommend this to anybody. If you can settle it, outside of court and be like civil enough to figure out everything yourselves and just have it notarized, do it. I'm telling you right now, do it. Cause you will save yourself so much time, so much money, so much hassle, heartache. And I'm telling you right now, that is the best way to go. That I would recommend that to anybody. I still feel that sometimes not in all like uh, cases, uh, but I still feel that sometimes when guys go into court that I feel we're all kind of put in the same category you know what i mean so if one guy's a d- and he doesn't pay anything or do anything and then there's guys like me who are willing to pay and do whatever we have i feel that sometimes we all get thrown into the same category you know what i mean where i think they need to really look into every case as that case not just kind of bunch everything together i think and then maybe some guys would get more of a of a fair shake but i'm not saying that it's like that every time i'm just saying sometimes it is like that i felt that i was being thrown into that category there when i thought i was one of the ones uh, i was doing the right thing and uh yeah so that's just how it is sometimes i don't know how it is now i haven't sat in front of a judge and it's been probably like five five and a half years and honestly when i was in there i didn't have to say a word I didn't have to say a word. I told my lawyer straight up, I pay you to do this. I, I told him, I don't want to talk in there. I'm I'm having a hard time doing this without swearing. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to do in a courtroom? <laughs> so like, and that's just me being honest. And it's just, so that's why I told my lawyer, I'm just going to sit here and zip and I tell her everything and she did her thing. And that's how, and that's how it went. <laughs> how is dating as a single parent? That was, not is. He's not single anymore. (laughs) First first of all, we need to preface this by, one, you did not date during COVID. No. No, he's been married for five years. And two, did you date over the age of 30? I did not because I met my wife when I was like 27 or 28. So I've never, if I had to go back into the dating game right now, I would even know where to start. I wouldn't even, I've been out of it for so long. But so, however, um, so when my ex and I were actually pregnant for my oldest there, Quinn, we'd split like very early in this whole pregnancy. I tried to make stuff work, whatever she didn't want to. So fine. So she was about seven and a half, eight months pregnant. I was single the whole time. And uh, so my grandfather had actually 
passed away. So my friends were playing in one of those dome softball tournaments, Carla, which you know, (laughs) right? So they were playing in those. And my buddy, he was, uh, he's like, listen, man, come play. And I was like slouching the house. Like, "Uh, I don't want to. My dad was like, listen, man, go play in the tournament. Cause he knew I was all bummed out. So my dad's like, go play in the tournament. My dad paid for me to play in the tournament to get me out of the house. So (laughs) he was like, here, here's the money go pay to, so, and I went there and then I walked in the door and like, I had seen Steph and I'm like, oh, she's pretty cute and da, da, da. And so I didn't think anything of it. And then it turned out we were going to play our first game and we like, we're walking over. I'm like, okay, we're going over to the same thing, like whatever. And well, it turns out she was on my team. So we hung out all night and everything. And then uh, I just kind of said, like, <laughs> I told her that night, like, listen, like I'm having a kid in like a month and a half. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I really like you. But like I'm having a kid in a month and a half. Da, da, da. We can talk, whatever, like see how it goes type deal. And uh, I seriously, when I left there, I really liked her, really, really liked her. And uh, so I went home and we kind of shot the breeze over like a week or so. And I was talking to my dad and I was like, dad, like I'm stuck. Like, I don't know what to do. And he was, so I told him, like, I met this girl, but I'm like having a baby in like a month and a half. Like, I don't know what to do right now. I was up in the air and my dad's like, how much do you like her? I said, I really like her. She was cool. She played baseball. That was huge for me. (laughs) Drinks beers. Like who doesn't like that? Like send her over here, you know? So, and then, so uh, my dad was like, go out on a date with her. And I was just kind of like, I felt bad at first. I'm not going to lie. I felt bad. Then after I was like, screw it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do to be happy. And if she, so it was just whatever. So I just kind of, we went out on a couple dates and honestly, that was uh, about eight and a half years ago. I'm still with her to this day. We're married, three kids, house, cars, everything, man. We have everything. We have a life together now. So I wouldn't say gamble at the time, but I'm really happy I did it. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yeah. You're definitely at an awkward stage right like a baby on the way with someone else (laughs) and they always say like i always thought it was bull crap like they always say like when you meet that one you'll know that's what they always say you'll know and i'm like whatever you know what i mean hockey guy baseball guy whatever we're gonna crush beers hang with the boys (laughs) well guess what when i walked in and seen her like i'll just say it flat out my heart sank to my butt okay when i when i seen her so that's kind of how i knew and that's and I'll be honest with you. They say, you know, when, when you see somebody, you, when they say, you know, you know, you know, and I'll tell you, it's true. Aww. So Carla, when's the next ball tournament? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're better off than we are. London was at least allowed to play baseball. Yes, they were. All last year here. We weren't. Yeah. How are things now that you are remarried and have more children and clearly Steph handled you having a child with someone else fairly well as Mm. you're still together. (laughs) Yes, I will say Steph is absolute G I will say. Okay. When it come to, uh, to just how everything was and she accepted Quinn from, from day one and like treated her like her own and her family was the same thing. Like my in-laws, man, are, they help us out so much. They do so much for us. They, uh, they're always there for us. They're always a phone call away. And my, like my, like mom and dad are the same, but like, they live like five minutes away from us, like not even five minutes away from us. So we spend a lot of time with them. We spend like Sundays by the pool, uh, just like every Sunday, all summer we're out there. We go, that's our thing. We go out there. We have a couple drinks by the pool. We swim with the kids. We, we do all that. So like, honestly, things are fantastic. Uh, we're very happy everybody's healthy like I said before which is good 
and uh, it's just complete and utter chaos in our house. <laughs> but it's honestly, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. No, it's just interesting to hear like your side of it because like my ex is. Yeah, He's I locked in the same in, arena as you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I locked in though. I was the, I was that wild child at first, you know. Like I was everywhere. I was woo beers, partying all the time. But guess what? comes a point in time when you have to grow up and you have to like i got three kids man i can't be out chilling in bars and stuff right now like you kidding me why would i spend that money out there i'll grab a case of beer i would rather sit at home than be out in a bar like it's just that's just me and the fact that sometimes i just don't like being around anybody in general (laughs) so (laughs) you know so i'm happy right here in my little sanctuary in my basement so Dane's definitely gone the same way as you. Like, doesn't care to go out. Would rather yeah. have like a couple people over here yeah. and hang out versus going out to a bar. It's more fun. Yeah. Light a bonfire. Have a couple drinks. Yeah. Way cheaper. Help a lot cheaper. Light. Yeah. Light the barbecue. You Shane know what I mean? Better it's, too. <laughs> yeah. I I would rather do that. Way better. Shane can't buy rounds of shots for everybody in the bar. Yeah. It's much safer at home. <laughs> yeah. Buy a bottle, Shane. A bottle's only 40 bucks, bro. <laughs> right? Way better. <laughs> Tell us about your experience as a dad. Ooh. Like, how are we talking about experience just like on a like day to day or just like when I was first started being a dad, shall I say? Let's, let's start at the beginning. Oh, from the yeah. beginning? Yeah, I was, let's yeah, tell us about when you first became a dad. Oh, like, when I first became a dad, I was and scared how did to you even go. Feel? Like when did you know that you were a dad? Oh. Well, here if we're if we're being honest, okay, so my uh my ex and I weren't on the best of terms when it come to Quinn being born. So I uh when so when she went into labor, I didn't even get a phone call. She didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. So I had no clue what was going on and it was just, I knew it was around when she was due. So I ended up, uh, my sister, I believe just woke up one, one morning it was, and she woke up one morning and she just, my sister just had a feeling that she was here. So my sister being, uh, <laughs> being how she is and curious and always looking out for me, she, uh, called the hospital and asked if my ex was admitted. And she was <laughs> so right then, Bo. So I had got a email through to her, I think. And uh, about maybe 20 minutes later, she sent me a photo of Quinn. So I was like, whoa. And then it kind of, it set in like your, your whole world changes, like instantly changes. And then it, guess what? For guys, especially like we can be very, very selfish. And I know because I do it sometimes I'm guilty. I am guilty, guilty, guilty when it comes to that. I won't lie. And it's just like, I don't know, guys will do that. And I've kind of dialed it in now to where I like, I was kind of horrible at home. (laughs) Like I wasn't helping out with stuff. I wasn't uh, anything like that. Now, when I realized how much stress it put on stuff and I wanted to take that stress off of her. So it was just, I don't know, you just, you just do it when it's not all about you. And it's not all about, I was scared to even go near because I was like, I didn't want to break her because she was so tiny. And so like the first time I held her and everything, it was just, but the first time she hit my hands, I could literally, the bond was like instant. 
and uh, I'll never, I will never, ever, 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 as long as I live, forget that feeling of holding my first child for the first time. I will never forget that because that's when it really sinks in and that's when reality sets in. It's just like you're full on dad mode after that. And that's kind of how I've been ever since. Kind of, like I said, I, I have my weight. I, like I said, I get selfish. Sometimes all guys do it, but we all do. It's not yeah, just guys. Yeah, we yeah. us moms get selfish too. But you guys should though. Cause I'll be honest with you. A lot of the times you got and it's same in this household. I'm not going to lie. My wife takes on a lot of the work. And in the household, I take care of outside. I cut the grass, this and that. And I try to help her out when I can inside the house. And I'll, I love to cook. So I'll like cook meals, I'll barbecue. She's probably loving me home right now in the aspect of that because I cook a lot. I love it. So I love to cook for everybody. So she's probably like having me home in that aspect, but she probably wants me to go back to work one money wise and two, because I probably drive her crazy at times. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's honestly, I love it. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. How do you balance work and parenting when you are working? Very carefully. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's, it's hard on you. Like, you know what I mean? If one of the kids is having a bad night or something and like, I try to get up and help. Sometimes I could sleep through anything. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I don't even hear them cry. Okay. And my wife like is a very light sleeper. Me, when I'm, once I finally fall asleep, I'm a horrible sleeper, but once I actually fall asleep, I'm out. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear anything. So I won't hear the kids cry. I won't, I won't anything. So she was kind of really good with that, but it's hard. Like sometimes you go to work on three hours, four hours of sleep, and then you work eight hours and then you got to come home and like, she's still at work. And so I'm with two kids and I'm trying to cook and Ethan's screaming and running around the house and Quinn's like chasing around and they're going crazy, throwing stuff around. I'm trying to cook. It's like, my head feels like it's going to pop sometimes. (laughs) And you women, what I don't get is you guys handle it. Like it's nothing. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't get it. I've, you know how many times I've sent out a text to staff that's like, we're going to be down a child if you don't come home soon. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause God, dads don't have that patience that you guys do. Like, I'm sorry. We don't, we don't, or, or maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but like, yeah, there's been times it's, it's trying, but like I said, you just do it. You just do it. Cause you have to, guess what? The kids have to eat. Their laundry is not going to do itself. Um, like stuff like that. So you just, you, it's a grind I shall say. And you just, you just do it. You push through, you do what you can and just, Whatever happens, happens, I guess. <laughs> my my cousin and his partner, they're both men and they had a baby. Yeah. And I remember the baby was three months old mm-hmm. and his partner, he goes, so like um, when, and I'm like, does your kid not become a pooping, crying, eating blob that you can actually have fun with? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> just say, just say it, man. You're a parent. Like, it's okay. Dude, dude, it's fine. I get it. Like my brother came to visit my kids you know, I think three weeks in when they were in yep. NICU and they, he missed like the care time. Mm-hmm. So they were asleep in their isolates and you can't hold them, touch them. And he's like, yeah. that's it. I'm like, this is my life right now. I look at my yeah. kids through glass. Like, it's like going to the zoo. It's Been there, done that. Cause <laughs> actually, um, Ethan, when we had him, Ethan came seven and a half weeks early. So we spent 26 days in the NICU. Which one? So we spent 26 days in the NICU, Ronald McDonald house, the works, the works. Oh. We were in Ronald McDonald house for 26 days. And, uh, and I have to say the staff at the hospital was top notch. Those women in that NICU are angels on earth. Yeah, they are 
fantastic. I will say that. And then we had to, when we had Zoe, Zoe, so Ethan came seven and a half weeks early. We spent all that time there. He's perfectly healthy. Great. Now good to go. Loud little boy. Zoe, when we had Zoe, you have to be at least 36. No, is it 36 weeks? I don't know. 36, 36 weeks, I believe. I'm not good with this ladies. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so, so you have to be 36 weeks to avoid going to the NICU. Yes. Okay. 36 weeks and five pounds. Yes. So Zoe was 35 weeks and six days. So <gasps> Zoe had to go to the NICU. So Zoe spent about, uh, Zoe spent, I think like, I think we were in, at the hospital in total, like four or five days in total. And then we were, we were good to go. But here's the thing with all this COVID and everything, when we went into the hospital, Steph had a cold. So, right. So when we go in there, it's like, great. So now what, guess what? So now they think that it, we got COVID or something like, and uh, so what happened is they wanted to wheel her down. So what, what had happened is Steph normally, Zoe was just bouncing around the whole time she would sleep. Well, there was the one night Steph didn't feel her move at all. So she was worried. So, and she was getting sick and uh, she was throwing up and stuff. And I was just kind of like, I was on edge. And uh, so we come about, it was like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, maybe. And she rolled over to me in bed and was like, I think we should go to the hospital. She's like, I haven't felt her move or anything. So she was worried. So obviously I'm not going to argue with her. Are you kidding me? She kicked my at that point in time like you know what i mean so so i said oh i said okay you know we packed up i'd calm manner and we had to call my my in-laws there and they come to my house for my son and so and then we flew up to the hospital there so we get there Steph has a cold so they're automatically thinking covid the only part that was good about that is they put us in our own room so but here's the thing so they wheel her down for a ultrasound and uh, so I have to stay in the room. I can't go, obviously, COVID reasons. I'm thinking, I'm laying there and I'm thinking like, this is a long time for an ultrasound. And uh, next thing you know, the nurse comes in. She's like, Anthony. I said, yeah. She goes, let's go. I'm like, where are we going? Are we going going to get some food or something? Like, I was hungry. I go, where? She's like, uh, <laughs> she's like, you guys are going to have the baby now. I was like, what? Because in... So we're walking down. She's explaining to me and I will say, pardon my French, everybody. I'm sorry. But my exact words to the nurse was, I thought you guys were just going for an ultrasound. Like, you know what I mean? And then now we're, now we're having a baby. Like what the hell's going on here? So we got down there. I was freaking out. Okay. I was losing my marbles. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what to expect. So it turned out we had to have emergency C-section. So the emergency C-section went down. They let me go in, this and that, holder, everything. Everything was great. Everything went well. So then after, they're like, okay. Then uh, they're like, okay, you have to go. So I had to leave the hospital. I couldn't be. So Steph had to get a COVID test. Zoe had to get a COVID test. Uh, They did them both. And I had to leave the hospital until Steph got results on on her and then I could go back. So it turns out I wasn't at the hospital for two days. Oh my I, God. I, I wasn't allowed to be there. The part that didn't make sense to me was I held her after she was born, held her. I wore in the mask, the N95s or whatever. So I held her, gave her back to the nurse. And then it was like, okay, you can't be here now. I'm like, what? Like I was, and I've already had I was contact, just holding so it doesn't her. Make That's my sense. wife. Like if you guys want to do a test on me, do a test on me, lock me in the room with her. So when it when that happened, the same nurse that was with us from the start now had to be with us for the whole process because Steph was being was being tested. So oh Steph had God. a nurse with her in a room the whole time. They were both like isolated to that room. 
it was nuts just complete chaos but um yeah, but yeah. I was, mine was not that crazy yeah, mine was, was pretty normal in terms of covid yeah. stuff yeah. and i only had ella a couple months before you guys had zoe mm-hmm. but you probably didn't go in with a cold though no and i <laughs> damn sure glad i didn't <laughs> yeah, it was yeah it was nuts it was it was something that i will never forget did zoe get a transfer to vic in london or did you guys stay in windsor we stayed in Windsor for both of them. Yeah. We luckily like, um, cause usually they'll, if they're kind of in a little bit of rough shape is usually when they'll send them to, to like London. Right. And I know because when I was younger, when I was a baby, I got, I think I don't know if I got airlifted or an ambulance, but either way, but I got shipped there when I was younger when I was like just a baby. So Anthony's also a twin. Yes, I'm a twin as well. So Erica has twins. Yeah, it's yeah, it's probably. And just, I'm a twin. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> we got all the twins. <laughs> There's a hell of a lot of twins in this area, shall we? Say. Yeah, no, Vic. Now, and just listening to like the moms for Vic, she told you to come to London for yours. Jeez, London mm-hmm. is you, like you and your wife would have automatically had a COVID test upon entry. Yeah. Um, the nurses would be in full garb. And wow. you wouldn't have had to leave the hospital. Yeah. And they actually get like one leave to go pretty much across the street to like McDonald's. Yeah. Here's the thing, Steph, when it comes to our, when it comes to like Ethan and little Zoe is uh, labor combined. She's like maybe four hours if she's lucky. Yeah. Don't oh mind. Like she, when she got, <laughs> no time. <laughs> when she got ad- admitted for Ethan, it was, uh, she went into the hospital it was like just after two o'clock or something in the afternoon and she had him it was like it was like probably just before four o'clock like it was quick like it was super quick like boom done i wish it was quick 22 uh, hours later oh jesus and then zoe yeah you got lucky uh 98 days in hospital not really oh yeah yeah okay that's not lucky (laughs) (laughs) spoke too soon yeah, I, I had no labor, but I spent 98 days in hospital, 58 pregnant, and 40 of the girls were in um, NICU in London and Stratford. Jesus. Yeah. So you were obviously a high-risk pregnancy? Um, my pregnancy accounts for 0.004% of all live births. Jesus. The full medical name for my pregnancy is a heterotopic ovarian ectopic monocronionic, or sorry, monoamniotic monocronionic multiple pregnancy. And to break that well, down, really, it, like, yeah, okay. I wouldn't even be able to spell two that. eggs. One went into my uterus. One attached to my ovary. Oh, okay. At seven weeks pregnant, the one on my ovary got taken with surgery. Mm-hmm. Found out at eight weeks. Actually, no, that was at five weeks. Found out at eight weeks I was still pregnant. Found out and announced at 11 weeks because on the weekend between 11 and 12 weeks, I was going away for girls weekend where we, we drink. I'm a smoker. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. None of that was going to fly. I'm just not going to do any of that. So I was like, oh, we have boy. to announce or I just don't go, which mm-hmm. would have been suspect. Um, yeah. So we announced to go for the ultrasound. There's one head. There's the other head. And I'm like, Kesko, <laughs> what did you just say? Made them go get my ex. He came in the room. He's like, what? He had no idea what to say. First person I called was my first cousin who has twins. Oh, boy. And then found it at 13 weeks, there was no membrane. Oh, boy. Which, are you and your brother identical twins? No. Oh, okay. Let's make it easier. You had your own placenta. He had his own placenta, which is the thing attached to the uterus. And then you were yeah. each in your own sac. Yeah. The girls were in the same sac, same placenta. Oh, boy. So, and 
so you and Carl are both fraternal twins. So you're one egg, one sperm. You have, you're genetically the same as any of your other siblings. You're just born at the same time. Right. That's the easier to explain it to people. I had an egg that split into two, but I technically had conjoined twins that fully separated. So the type of twins that I have is extremely rare. Yeah. Do not Google it because it's super sad. Yeah. What, so how, so what about now? How are they now? Oh, you, nothing. It's fine. They're totally fine. Ne- They're good. Never tell, eh? Now I just say I have identical twins. The only thing is the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah Isn't there. that crazy how resilient little kids are? It's nuts, isn't it? Kids had any had any any issues eh? it's that's how it is kids are resilient man and the that's why a lot of people think that i was like dramatizing my whole pregnancy yeah. where i'm like i can't do that i'm on bed yeah. rest like sorry i can't do anything <laughs> yeah i know it, it sucks but hey sometimes you just got to do it so did you take a five-week paternity leave that dads are able to take after each child was born i did i but i only did for zoe i didn't take uh any time off for Ethan I just let because at that time if I took any time off it took out of her one year so what I did is I took like I took like a week off and then but with him we were right at the like hospital for like the first month right so I would like go to work and then some days I would get what we would call a pass from work and I would be able to just leave work and then I would go back to the hospital so the whole time we were in the hospital with him I was working probably like three four days a week I was taking one like one off just to be there when I can. And then when we come home uh, from the hospital, I took like a week leave, but I, but it didn't, but I took like just a leave from work. So it didn't take anything out of her time because I wanted staff to have that, that full year. But now when we had Zoe, it had changed to where now the guy can take off five weeks and it doesn't take any time out of her. So, which was kind of great. So uh, yeah, so I, did it i took the five weeks i enjoyed it at home i got uh i got steph back up on her feet and helped her out with stuff around the house made sure everybody was all good and then five weeks later i went back to work and it was all good and then now we're out of work (laughs) but (laughs) but yeah that's just pretty much how it went it's always interesting to hear like how recent they put that in like the five week parental leave for dad yeah yeah it's like Ethan's four yeah, it's like within a year or two, maybe, I think. It's good. It's needed. I think it's mm-hmm. absolutely needed oh, for the 100%. dads to be home. Well, dad's got to be around too to, you know, like help like mom out at home. Because sometimes it's not always that that birth where like everything goes as planned and everything's all honky dory. Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't work like that. And I'll say it's I've watched Steph go through it twice and it's hard. It's hard on it's hard on women. So my thing to guys, I will tell you is try to help out as much as you can right off the hop. When you, if you take your five weeks, don't let anybody say, Oh, you're going to take five weeks. You're such a wuss. Screw all that. You know what? You want to take your five weeks, take your five weeks. Cause guess what? That's your family. That's not theirs. So who cares what anybody else says? I took the five weeks. I don't care. I took the five weeks. I helped, like I said, I helped out staff. I cuddled up with Zoe. I did whatever over five weeks. I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks. Who cares, man? It's your family. This is what it's, it's what it's all about. This is why they offer you that five weeks to take. Not so your friends can be like, oh, you're a wuss because you took five weeks. I don't care. Call me a wuss. Go ahead, bud. Have fun at work. Have a nice day. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> and at the end of the day, unless you own that company, they don't care. Someone is going to yeah. do your job in that five yeah. weeks. 
yeah. your job's still going to be there. So unless you own the company and your name yeah. is on the door. Exactly. Them. Exactly. And guess what? I work at a plant with like 3000 others. So uh, somebody was there to fill in my job. It was just fine. They did not miss me. Let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> Do you have plans for more kids? Hell no. <laughs> no, not a chance. Um, we are happy with three. We are happy with three. I'm actually uh, looking in to go get a referral for a vasectomy. Let's put it that way. So I, and you guys I, are done. <laughs> I love, love my kids. I wouldn't, wouldn't trade them for anything. But yeah, no more kids. So saying that you don't want to have any more kids, do you mm. know what it feels like when a mom is touched out? And have you ever experienced it yourself? I'm uh, going to say I'm so far. What is touched out? Like your kids are crawling all over you and you are like, okay, I'm done. Go away. Oh, yeah. oh, like <laughs> do I know when stuff's like that? Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, there's at times where like you can, yeah, I can just tell she'll give me like a look or I can tell there'll be a sigh or at first I wasn't very good at picking that up. I've gotten better at it though. Cause, uh, but yeah, it just, I can tell Ethan sometimes just gets a little needy when he gets like gassed. He's a little whiny and, and stuff like that, which just happens. They're, they're kids, right? It's going to happen. So what I try to do now is with Zoe. And then, so I try to take the older two. So I'll kind of take the older two, especially when it comes time to bed and everything. So stuff will be we usually try to get like Zoe there as full as possible. So she'll sleep. Right. So while she's doing that, I'm usually with the older two getting them ready for bed. We read stories. My son and I read a book called good night hockey. We read it every night before we go to bed. Okay. Every you recite it for night. us now. A lot of it. Yes, probably. I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we, we read it every night. He reads it to me some nights. I read it to him some nights. But that's our thing. When Quinn's in with us, Quinn will sit there with us and we usually read books for 10, 15 minutes before we go to bed. That's kind of our routine. So when I'm home and I can actually do that for her, I try to do that for her. So I try not to let it get to that point, shall we say. It doesn't always work, but I try. Have you ever experienced it? Like being touched out where you're like just go away <laughs> like every like every other day because i'm a dad and i have zero patience yeah it happens. <laughs> and, and that's that's just me being honest i have zero patience sometimes like i said i don't sleep well so if i had like a bad night of sleep and like my son i mentioned earlier has zero volume button so he's yelling constantly constantly screaming his head off that's trying for me sometimes i wake up like two three hours of sleep and he's screaming his songs going on a bear hunt pete the cat like whatever at like and this he'll yell at six six o'clock in the morning do you want to know what he used to do when he was like one we would get him up out of bed and everything it'd be like 6 a.m he'd go into the kitchen the bottom freaking cupboard doors he'd just grab it and start slam 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 six o'clock in the morning wakes the <laughs> whole house up but now he just he doesn't have a volume button so when those days happen it happens in a month, let's say, I probably get two to three days like that with them. And I, I'll be honest with you. I have zero patience. I have zero patience. I'm not good when it comes to patience. And my wife will tell you that's just, and I find that's the dad in me coming out. Like you, like women, like, I don't know. 
how you ladies do it because you guys can be at your peak to where you're going to just grab their little heads and just start twisting necks. And like, and you guys still deal with it and you still do it with a smile on your face. And honestly, I give you guys credit for that. <laughs> okay. So, cause I couldn't do it. I'm laughing. It was two nights ago. My kids and I have a large bedroom in the basement. So my parents aren't woken up with them mm-hmm. at like four in the morning. So there's no actual door between us. There's just really tall bookcases that are like fully, they have a full back. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, four in the morning, Kinsley just goes, yeah, Ethan <laughs> Ethan used to do that too. He would scream. Yep, it I was a scream and I'm like, what? what's going on? And I'm no, like, he, no, I'm awake. But he would continuously do it to where like I would have to go in there and he would still be screaming and I would have to calm him down like pretty much in his sleep. We would have to do it, calm him down. He still does it to this day, not a lot. Like maybe like once every couple months it will happen now. I just probably chalk it up to like a little bit of a bad dream. It's probably what I would chalk it up to, but it scares me too. I don't like it. I, I don't like being scared like that. If you wake me up out of a dead sleep, I don't know what I'm going to say, do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Little kids punch really hard. Yeah, they do. <laughs> you should see when they, well, you guys wouldn't know obviously, but, or when they run up and they're like head height with your junk and they run up and slam and it like, like oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go over here and sit down for a little bit. <laughs> And it's happened too. Ethan's got me a couple times right in the pills. He don't mean to do it. No, he's, he's it's just that he's at the right height. Yeah, it happens. His head's right. His head like pretty much is in line with my hip now. So he's striking distance. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend whose kid's really tall. So mm-hmm. his kid is going to get to that height before he realizes what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. My kid's four years old. He's a monster. He's huge. For four kid's- years old. 19 months and he looks like he's three yeah that was that was ethan same thing my my eight-year-old only weighs like eight more pounds than my four-year-old let's put it that way he's a big boy he's just thick he's just tall and thick big boy how have your kids changed your relationship with your wife oh wow so um it will it will put it to the test it will uh it will test your boundaries you there's been times where like Steph and I have been ready to kill each other when it comes to like someone crying in the middle of the night or we can't get one of them to settle down or it will. I always tell everybody you guys are fine, whatever you're happily married or whatever. You never really test what happens between you two until you have a child. Cause then you have to rely on one another. And if you don't rely on one another, and I wasn't good at it of picking up when I should help out and when I should do this and when I should do that. And there's been times where Steph has literally looked at me and said, I'm going to kill you if you don't like help me out with this or da da da. And trust me, it's, we've had arguments. Obviously it's nothing we do in front of our kids. Obviously we're not like that, but it will having a child and just being married or whatever. I always say, the ultimate test to any marriage or any couple, the ultimate test is raising a child together is the ultimate test because it will push you to your limits that you never thought you had. <laughs> and just when you think it's going to stop, it goes further <laughs> and it happens. And you all you have to do, just deal with it. That's all you do is you just deal with it because that's what you do. Right. And it's your kid. And so that's all we do. Just grit your teeth. We try to get through it. If we get mad at each other, we just, Steph and I, since the start, we've always been very like, very like 
honest and like open with each other. And if something's bothering us, we talk about it. We don't let stuff like pile up to where there's going to be a blowout. We just take care of it. We get it done. And I still say to this day, that's probably why we're still an item now to this day. Cause there was times where, yeah, it got rough. Why you want to, why it got rough? Cause I was being a at times that's why it was getting rough but then when i realized like hey if i just help her out a little bit here and i'm not such a all the time it gets easier and guess what it does <laughs> you know and i'm not saying like oh everybody always oh, just bowing to his wife did it no it's called being smart fellas and then <laughs> all you got to do all the women ask for is just a little help and if you give them that little help it goes a long way what is the hardest obstacle that you've had to overcome with your relationship like the the biggest struggle i guess Oh, oh gosh. We've, we've had it. Like we've had a few to me, like, honestly, everything was fine. And until we had kids and it, it, it was, I'll be honest with you. It was, it was fine. And when we started mixing in kids and stuff is when, like I said, it's, it's trying, it tests you. You have to just like, I don't know, take it by stride, I guess. <laughs> Put it this way nothing will ever be perfect. So don't try to make it perfect guys. Like, you know what I mean? If you try to make something perfect, it won't happen. (laughs) It's like when I wash my car and everything and everything's all squeaky clean on the inside. And like my kid comes in with like a donut or something and like drops it on the seat and it melts into my leather seats. And then I'm there scraping it off my seat for an hour. Good times. But, uh, it happens. (laughs) Yeah, it does happen, but we just, Oh, I don't know. It's like I said, you just have to take everything in stride and do the best you can and stay as calm as you can and just do whatever you can for your kids. And obviously you guys will do that. I do that. And we spoil them and we do whatever. And I don't know, just try to be strong, I guess. (laughs) What do you do for self-care? And yes, dads deserve it too. Yeah, I will. Like I'll say a lot of the times, um, like, you know, me, like I'll play around a golf nowadays or something like that or i'll go play a ball game which i think i'm probably going to be done with that now considering we can't play and it's been so long and um so i'll probably be done with that now so i'm kind of leaning on golf a little bit and uh it's a very expensive sport so i'm trying not to uh try not to spend a bunch of money considering we have three kids and i'm not the best with money at all that's why staff kind of reels me in when it comes to that, I'm horrible with it. I'll say it. I'm honest. And uh, so, yeah, just golf. I'll go to a game or something with a buddy if we can. Well, whenever everything's normal. Let's That's the thing now, the nowadays. You everything do now? you do nowadays, you'd be like, oh, well, back when everything was normal, right? But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just, hang, just you know, hang out with the guys once in a while. Have a couple beers, round of golf or ball game, hockey game, whatever. Anything. Did you ever ask for help? And how did you go about asking for the help? Well, I'm a straight shooter, as you guys can tell. So I, uh, it wasn't necessarily like how I was going to do it. So I would just like tell them what I was doing. Like when it comes to advice, when it comes to like legal advice, kind of, I would always talk to my dad. He's kind of a hard and I know he's, and he just wants the absolute best for me and my kids. So he, uh, so like, I'll talk to him when it comes to, to, to that, like legal battle. Cause you kind of got to be tough a little bit when it comes to the, when it comes to that aspect of it. But when it comes for something with like, if I want to ask something about the kids or what I should do with the kids or whatever, honestly, probably between my mom and Steph's mom, I would say all day between them, there hasn't been anything that I've, if I ask one and one don't know, when I ask the other, the other one knows like between both of them, 
there's usually nothing that's not answered. My mother-in-law has been huge for us. She's uh, She helps us out a lot. She will come to our house and watch the kids, just the drop of a hat. And uh, she just shows them so much love and she's always playing with them all the time and just loves being around them and has sleepovers with them and, and stuff like that. So she's pretty good. Um, my mom, same thing, spoils them rotten, uh, stuff like that. I know I can go to them for any advice for anything in the aspect of the kids, because like I said, when it comes to those two, they've done it all. My mom's raised two at a time with me and drew too. Right. And we have a older, um, sister as well. And, uh, so usually between, between moms, shall I'll say, usually between them, there's always some good advice there. What is the worst piece of advice, like parenting advice you have ever received? <laughs> and who was it from? If you'll name your source. <laughs> uh, I'm God, you guys kind of put me on the spot with that. I was kind of thinking about this question earlier and like, I wouldn't say it was like the worst, like some of some people are, I think some of the worst advice I've got when is when it comes to, to, to the legal aspect of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like people will be like, Oh, do this and do this and do this. And then I'm like, yeah, screw her. Da, da, da. And then it just makes it worse. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know what I mean? So I would say yep. that's probably the worst advice. Um, I imagine now the next question you're probably going to ask me what the best piece of advice I got was, I'm going to say, um, (laughs) the best piece of advice I got when it comes to my kids and everything is stay calm. Like when they're having those freak outs, those, those, those meltdowns, those, if you get cranked up and I will tell this for all guys who are, if you're having a kid or like you have one or it's like, and stuff's new, like, you know what I mean? It's going to happen because that kid can't say to you at three weeks old like i'm hungry or i need my so there's times where you'll get that meltdown zoe screamed for hours upon end okay hours upon end and we figured out that it was because we had to give her soy like a soy based Uh... formula so we we flopped her over to a soy based formula it was like not even within like she was having trouble pooping and stuff and we flipped over to a soy and it was bam like two days later huge smile on her face and she was she was Zoe. And I'm like, wow, this isn't, this is what it's like. So I'm going to say, you won't always be able to figure out at first what it is. So the thing that I, the best advice that I can give to dads is stay calm because your child can feel it through your energy. And a child, as bad as it sounds, a child is kind of like a dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, they feel that energy. Like uh, some say that dogs can't tell when someone's a bad person. They can, they can tell. And kids are kind of the same thing in that aspect, not as to like, they won't like you, but as to your like energy, if you're giving off a worried or negative energy, your, your kid's going to feel that. And you're, it's guess what? That kid's going to scream louder and that kid's going to scream longer and it's going to get worse for you. And it's going to try you even more. So the best advice I would say is stay calm. Kind of a funny story. Um, so so when it come to between my first kid and my second kid, I was up to speed, shall I say, on some of the formula and stuff. <laughs> okay. So me being the dummy that I am, I uh, I didn't realize or to think about it to look at the label on it. So there was some stuff when it was coming in, I wasn't watering it down. Okay. <sighs> so poor Ethan got one like just straight thing i had that poor guy binded up so bad i honestly 
I felt horrendous. I felt so bad for him. Luckily, we kind of figured it out quick, but it was uh, it was not a fun time for that couple days. Let's put it that way. And it was all my fault. I felt so bad for him. Now we like kind of laugh about it. You're like, haha, you dummy. But like when it happened, honestly, I like genuinely felt horrible. And it was uh, so sorry, Ethan. Love you, buddy. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. What piece of advice would you give our listeners? And what is the best product that you think every parent should own for boy and girl? You guys are asking the, the, the hard hitters. Yep. I like it. <laughs> Once again, the piece of advice I would say to everybody is just as plain and simple as stay calm. Stay calm at all times. Stuff will be a lot easier for you. And uh, just don't be scared to ask for advice. Like anybody, you, like who not like nowadays, anybody around, all right, everybody has a, everybody has at least one kid nowadays, right? So don't be scared. Reach out. If you're not sure of one source, ask another source. No question is a dumb question when it comes to your child. If you're not sure, just ask because then you're going to be the dummy like me and didn't ask questions and have your kid bind it up tighter than like, you know what I mean? So ask questions. I will say that. So that's definitely the advice I would give. Stay calm, ask questions. And when it comes to the products, and it's just a simple little product, a simple little thing probably costs them about maybe $2 to make. One of those little suckers there for their nose, the freaking Nose of Frida. Oh, yeah. Because Zoe at first when she came home was just all plugged up and uh, Steph would get all the boogers out of her and it would be like instantly out cold. So obviously they're going to need to breathe, but, uh, but yeah, just that little thing, it's kind of gross how you have to do it. Cause you have to like suck it out. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of gross on that aspect of it. Get the filters. But, um, but have I'll you ever you, done it? Hell no. <laughs> hell no. I watch my wife do it. I cringe. I just, I can't do it. And that's again, that's what makes her amazing <laughs> because <laughs> She does that little stuff like that where I'd be like, uh, I'd be gagging. Like I couldn't do it. <laughs> Steph is a warrior when it comes to that stuff. So I would say that That's when it comes hard to do, I know, but I just, I can't get over the aspect that I'm sucking snot out of her face. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know what it is. I can handle, I can handle poop, pee, <laughs> throw up, whatever. I can do it. I cannot suck a booger out of your nose. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I just can't do it. Uh, just just thinking of it, like has me just my hair standing on end, just thinking about it. <laughs> um, when it comes to the boys, shall I? I don't know if that's for a girl. That's just in general. With the one that I like to another one, I'll just say is in general for either sex of child that you have is those jolly jumpers. I love just like when we put Zoe in it and just how happy she gets and she just hops around. But little does she know that it's like, working on the muscles on her legs so she can walk and, and this and that, but just watching her in that and just watching her just not a care in the world and have a good time and smile and laughing. It just kind of makes you appreciate the small things in life. You know what I mean? And, uh, and so I, I'll be honest, uh, those two things and they're just tiny little things and it would cost you maybe $30 in total for both of them. And it makes a world of difference. <laughs> and while she's in the thing stuff, likes it because she can get some cleaning done and she can vacuum and zoe just 
bounces along, just not a care in the world. So I would say those two things are pretty cool, even though they're just little things. I have both of those. Yeah, they're awesome. What's your best parenting hack you have? So something you figured out along the way to make your life easier. And you felt like a genius when you figured it out. Yeah. While the diaper genie broke one time and I fixed it, I thought I was an absolute <laughs> G when that, when, when that happened. <laughs> I was like, I was like flexing and stuff for stuff like, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, walked over and like took it apart and put it back together in about five seconds. So I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, so that's, yeah, Steph's like, she's like, what? Like, I do this every day, bud. Like, you need to Google me. It's pretty much what she, but she's, uh, but yeah, just, I don't know. There's not really any hacks. You just kind of have to just learn as you go and try different things and, I wouldn't say there's a lot of hacks because if I'm not sure, I ain't doing it. <laughs> not now, not after binding up Ethan. No way. <laughs> and that was and that and that was like four years ago. I still ask questions to this day. I ask Steph, and if Steph don't know, I ask our moms, like I said before. Well, every day is a new day, right? Like every day is a new challenge. And every kid is different. So you never know what's gonna happen. So mm -hmm. and Ethan gonna... in between climbing on furniture, running around, jumping off everything. I don't know what that kid's going to do every day. Like he's an animal. I, I couldn't be a boy mom. Oh, it's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I only wanted boys. Mm -hmm. Luckily there's only one. <laughs> <laughs> How has being a dad changed from one to two and then to three? Oh, well, the first one is when you just kind of realize that your whole world's, uh, your whole world's going to change. It's not all about you. To me, when you go from one to two, to me, there was that kind of that shock, like, okay, now there's two. Like now it's two versus two in this household now. Okay. So it was a little scary at first. I'm not going to lie. But then um, we just, like anything else, you just deal with it. You just do it. So then when we went from two to three, honestly, from two to three, it's not really much of a difference. Little, a little more food, house gets a little louder, a little more crazier, but it's not that much of a jump when it comes from two to three. So it's not, not bad, not bad. So the jump from one to two is bigger than the jump from yeah, two Yeah, the to jump three. from one to two, because then you're, it's, I think a lot of it is the like initial shock of that there's multiple children. Erica, like you is probably like, whoa. Like because what's one like? <laughs> Just bam, it's just two right at once, right? So it's a little different when from your aspect of it, you brave woman. But and then when it comes to yeah, it's just I don't know, it wasn't much of a change. Like the shock, it was just like, whoa, now there's two. But when like I said, two to three was nothing. Not that much of a not really much of a difference. Reagan has a appointment at the hospital tomorrow, so it's just me and her. <laughs> and sometimes I do get to like have just one on one time when they get up early from nap. Mm hmm Oh, uh, it's weird because I'm like, hey, where's the other one? Oh, yeah, she's contained. She's asleep. <laughs> Don't have nice. to worry about her. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too, because I'm out in public and I'm like juggling her and I'm on my phone, like making phone calls. Everyone's like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I got one. This is easy. Yeah. Like, wait till there's two. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know it's not. It's complete chaos. Yeah, but I have two at the same age. So think about like your worst night with your kid. Mm. But then there's two doing the same thing. The only part that's good is when you get over the hump of when it gets, when it's completely straight chaos, when you get over the hump, they occupy each other. Cause you know what? Drew and I did it the whole time growing up. And it's honestly, they're, 
there will come a certain point for you when you just got to feed them and they'll play amongst themselves and stuff like that. Trust me, it will get better for you. We're Promise. there. But oh, you're there? The house. Oh, yeah. They contently play with each other. Mm-hmm. But How the house old are they? Destroyed. They're uh, 18 months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll play together and stuff now. So, no, but it, it will get easier. It, it will get easier. Trust me. It will. You brave woman. <laughs> <laughs> so do you like the age gap between your kids? There's a four-year age gap between all of them, right? Yeah. You're exactly correct on that one, actually. So, yeah. So between Quinn and Ethan is like, yeah, well, obviously four years. And then uh, I would I would have been a little, like, I would have been fine with, if uh ethan and zoe would have been a little closer in age so like i was saying to staff i was like uh, i was just saying to her today i said do you realize that when our kids hit high school that we're gonna have a kid in high school for 12 years (laughs) right because one's gonna go in graduate the other one's gonna go in graduate the other one's gonna go in and graduate we're gonna we're gonna be in high school in this house for 12 years very true (laughs) good time can't wait yeah, it's just uh, the only thing that I can hope for is, you know, to just try to, especially the girls, is try to, you know, teach them um, to just make the right choice and be smart about know what's going on around you is 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 another big one. Because let's face it, we're in freaking parties and stuff. You're 17, 16, 17. You're going to house parties in high school. You're so like, just be smart about it. Like, you know, and my kids will be taught that to just, be smart, make the right choice, be kind to people, show respect. Mind you, don't let anybody walk all over you. Like my kids will never let anybody walk all over them. And uh, just the big thing is make the right choice. Make the right choice. Don't get into that car with somebody that's been drinking or don't do this or do that. It's just so, so my job as dad is to like, mom's going to show them all the love and how to be loving and caring and stuff like that, where I'm going to be like, Hey, like, listen, <laughs> that guy over there is drunk. Don't get in the car. Da, da, da. I'm and I'm a worry freak. And that's my problem when it comes to my kids is I worry about absolutely everything and stuff laughs at me about it all the time. All, yeah. All you can do is just, cause there's going to come a certain point when they hit a certain age that there's nothing that you can do that you've done your job and it's up to them. So I'm just going to, while I have these years, I'm just going to try to raise the best kids I can and the most respectful kids I can and uh hopefully they turn out and have a great life well said am I shocking you a little bit Carla no <laughs> you were always like, this a good the longest. guy you no, were, she... our last question is where can people find you on social media if they want to find you um so I have my own like Instagram my own Facebook which is obviously under my name but I also have the podcast one so we're under hat trick hockey uh, you can find us literally anywhere. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us literally. You can download us anywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We just got accepted to TuneIn Radio, Amazon Radio. We just got accepted into those today. So we're doing pretty good. We're like uh, probably almost a couple thousand followers now. Uh, we're doing a, we're doing good sponsors. We have guests who just anything from junior C right up into the NHL strictly hockey podcast. So ladies, you like, if you like hockey too, you can check us out. We've had uh, Renata fast and Sarah nurse. 
um, Natalie Spooner there. So we had the three girls there on with us. We did an all girls episode that we did. So that was pretty cool. That was honestly, it was one of my favorite episodes was to, to, to be on with them because they were so cool. And the girls are trying to, uh, like they're trying to get it to where they could have a pro league to where they don't have to work a side job and play hockey. And they should, they should have their own league. They should be able to play hockey as their job. Why not? The guys do it. So I'm, we are all for on our show. We are all for ladies hockey. And we think like a couple of years ago, they were the best part of the all-star game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They were buzzing around. They had a great game. It was low scoring. It was super quick. There was lots of, lots of scoring chances. They were the best part of the weekend. So we look forward to, uh, to like ladies hockey and seeing it grow and stuff like that. So, yeah. So if you guys, anybody wants to hear us, you can just literally check us out on any platform. You can download us on any platform, full episodes on YouTube, subscribe to our pages. And uh, that's about it. We will put the link for Anthony's podcast in our bio and in the description for this episode. Yeah, you guys can do that. And uh, check us out. I'm not going to lie. We're probably not going to be something that you're going to want to listen to around your kids. I'm not going to lie. It is a, it is, it's more of a, it's, it's like a, it's like a locker room kind of talk, but like I said, but we have, we've had some big names on there. We've had lots of guys from NHL on there with us too. And there's lots more to come. So we're really excited. We're doing big stuff in this area. So we'll see what happens. We'll be along for the ride. Hopefully everyone else is too. Who wants to go first for highs and lows? I'll go first, I guess. All right. <laughs> um, the high of my week, probably, uh, we had, uh, we just have some really big stuff coming up with our show. Let's put it that way. We have some really big guests coming up and everything that I was super happy about. We picked up a couple new sponsors and stuff too. So things were going good. The low of the week is also show related. It takes up a lot of time for me is, uh, I had a guest that I really wanted on. I don't want to say because I'm going to get him on again at a point in time, but he like canceled on us last minute and it sucked. It, and I hate when people cancel. I understand that stuff happens and, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that was probably a low. I was super bummed out because I really wanted that freaking interview. So I'll get him. Don't worry. <laughs> We're coming for you, buddy. <laughs> Carla, would you like to go next for highs and lows? Sure. So my high today, I'm going to use today. I got the best massage ever today, and it was the greatest thing in the world. That was me taking some self-care time. Shane got home from work. I took off, got a massage. It was fantastic. It was my massage therapist from before I got pregnant, who also had a baby before I did. So I haven't seen her in over a year. So it is, it was amazing to find her because she moved places and everything. So I found her. She's back in my life and she's never allowed to leave. <laughs> so I feel fantastic, nice and relaxed. But yeah, it's sad that that's my high, but that's what us moms are like when <laughs> we get to do something. It's very exciting. Hey, it's uh, a time yes. And then my low is Mother's Day sucked a lot. Shane was sick. And it's not even his fault because he was sick. Could barely get out of bed. So Mother's Day from that perspective was not great at all. But apparently it's a 
normal thing for a lot of moms as I've been talking to a bunch of different ones and they all are kind of on the same page. Like the dads get the hint after the first one, (laughs) but it is what it is. I ended up making the best out of it and spent the day with my mom and my brother and his wife. So it worked out, but Shane is redoing Mother's Day. We're going to try again this weekend. Try again, Shane. (laughs) Shane, you got this, bro. <laughs> no, I just looked at Anthony's screen and he's like nodding, like, yep, first Mother's Day sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you get the hint after the first one, like, oh, I gotta do better. <laughs> it's not even that I'm expecting a lot. It was just the things that we had planned, like, went completely down the drain. And I was just like, well, now what am I gonna do? And I was just like, so down in the dumps. I was just like, I'm over it. Like, <laughs> do something else. <laughs> Uh, we're on to me. Yes. Um, so this is like a, I guess it's a low, but a high. Generally, when both of my kids wake up in the night, I will text my mom and just be like, help. <laughs> but the Saturday before Mother's Day, I knew that my mom was cooking brunch for my grandparents and she had a lot on her plate. And when she wakes up in the middle of the night, she's generally a write off the next day unless she has to do something. So I took it upon myself to be like, nope, I'm going to do this on my own. I got both kids down on my own without my mom's help and I felt like a friggin rock star because (laughs) (laughs) I can do this on my own (laughs) I do not need to text my mom I mean it was difficult and Kinsley screamed her head off when she had to go back into her crib but it is what it is Mm. for Mother's Day I got a Fitbit Versa which is what I got with my gift card from last week's episode And I actually had a really nice Mother's Day. I mean, this is my second one, so I kind of figured out what was going on. Um, Mm -hmm. My mom made brunch for my grandparents, and we got to have a nice visit. I organized ordering out to a local restaurant, MJ's, and I made sure that we pre-ordered on Friday, which, touch wood, we're all going to be at the restaurant next year. However, (laughs) if we're not, or if you're ordering from a restaurant and it's a busy day, pre-order for the love of all this, everything, please pre-order your meal. Oh. I went there and their phone was like non-stop ringing. I felt bad. Jesus. And then on Monday, I went for a 5K hike with the girls, just the three of us. And it was wonderful because I went to St. Mary's. If you're familiar with St. Mary's, it is full of hills. Okay, yeah. That was super fun. I had to push my kids up the hill to get to the Grand Trunk Trail, which is actually a very nice trail, but I parked in the wrong spot (laughs) and had to then hike up for like five minutes and my Fitbit was tracking and it was like, you're in the core cardio zone. And I'm like, cause I'm walking straight up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But once I got on the trail, it was great. I actually just threw on a podcast and they sat in their chairs and ate their Cheerios and had a great time. (laughs) Perfect. Finally have jobs messaging me back. Thank God. So Erica has been trying really hard to find a job. She's been off for almost two years. It'll be two years. August 30, August 28 is my last day of work in 2019. Oh, wow. So I am like itching to go back to work. Well, yeah. Well, it doesn't help too that you were in the hospital forever too, right? It doesn't really help. (laughs) I was on sick leave and then I was on caregiver leave. And then I took the extended mat leave because wasn't sure what the deal was with the kids and the pregnancy and everything else so yeah and 
today I got to hold a five day old baby. Ooh. He was huge. He was, he huge. was huge. My kids were three, six, and four, six when they were born. So he was eight, 13 when he was born and 26 inches long. Yeah, that's oh, wow. a that's a big baby. Yeah, that's a big one. 26. Oh, yeah. Ella's like 27 inches long right now, and she's 10 months old. He's that's five insane. Days. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Crazy. And my low is my ex has his evening visit this week. And generally after he leaves, I have to get the girls back up out of bed and calm them down and put them back into bed. Oh. So bedtime we're like all about routines on this podcast. Like my yeah. kids have been on a routine that has evolved pretty much their whole life. And I'm like, their bedtime's off by an hour and they wake up early the next day, which totally throws me for a loop. And it's, it's a process. It's th- yeah, it, it throws off everything when it's not how when one little thing, like I said, nothing is perfect earlier, right? When one little thing goes wrong, it can throw a stick in it. It and, messes uh, with my chi. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah but you seem to be doing okay. Like you seem to deal with everything in stride, so I think you'll be okay. Crying in the shower and drinking beer are great de-stressors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say I've done the crying one, but I've done the beer several times. So I will say, <laughs> I will say it, it does work. Yes. Before we uh, we get off the air here, I know we're getting ready to wrap up. So Carla, when you had had like messaged me and told me that you guys were were like starting your sh- a show here. We had a nice chat about it, actually, a re- really nice chat about it. And I just tried to, like, fill you guys in on the easiest way to go and this and that. And uh, to be honest with you guys, I'm happy for you guys. You guys did it. You Like, you just have to, uh, like I said, you just, it's just one of those things that you just have to do it. You just have to jump in and do it. And, uh, and, and you guys did it. And honestly, I'm proud of you guys. This is awesome. So you guys are doing this. Uh, I think it's great what you guys are doing. You can never have enough advice when it comes to like your, your like kids and just anything in general, life in general. So what you guys are doing here, I think is something great. It can give somebody like, just like I said, just advice on anything. So I want to just wish you guys all the best, uh, moving forward. Um, once again, I'm really happy that you guys are doing this and uh, all the best. And if you guys want me on again one day, just reach out. I am here anytime for you guys. Anytime you guys want to talk, I'm here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. That was very like, I, I don't know what the word is, but thank you very much. That was very <laughs> like wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, honestly. Yeah, so just keep keep doing your thing, guys. You guys are doing great. Thank you for listening to episode 17 of our podcast. A huge thank you to Anthony Cadet for coming on our podcast and talking with us. We appreciate all the support. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you listen. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from our information, please share. Our social media is packed with all of today's hacks and products that we mentioned. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash momsurvivinglife and on Instagram at momsurvivinglife, all one word. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to private message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at momsurvivinglife at gmail.com. Next week, we'll be talking all about Erica's kids' medical issues.